And I remember just about being able to stand up and going through the five values um, the best that I could. And I remember coming away, honestly, from that talk, thinking, oh, that was just like, you know, um, I don't know, doing a mathematical equation. No disrespect to any mathematicians here, by the way. <laughs> um, but over the last year, there has been, I think, a, a working out of that vision and, and those values, not so much in a mathematical equation, but more like poetry and more like uh, the synthesis of poetry and the working out of poetry. And I've been reading um, some poets to help me in that. And so as we do come, it is important, though, to remind ourselves of, of these words that God has given us, uh, like being sustained by God's love. That's what it's all about, no matter where we are on the trajectory of faith. The idea of old and new together. I actually can't believe that there's another congregation meeting at the moment in Holy Trinity that's actually doubled over the last year and of incredible people from the local community. And I think there's certainly a disconnect between us and them. And I'm really praying into what this old and new looks together. It's not just old and new people, <laughs> because that's not very uh, engaging or inclusive, but it's, it's like an old building with a new congregation or old wine and new wine. There's something the Lord is doing that. Or this idea of being um, diverse, uh, but yet being unified. I, I've really seen over the last season a sense of God pulling us together even though very, very diverse, yet unified, or a heart to reach out. And that's something that's really been happening as we've tried to discern. We did this course before Christmas about what it would mean to reach out as a parish and what that means to you, not just to me going through an equation or going through a list, but reaching out and loving people, even people who are very different to us. And then lastly, we live in an urban context. And what does that mean when 99% of people are in the workplace or in the home or in college or in school? Not ordained and um, up here with, with, a, with a collar on just at the 10 o'clock. Um, <laughs> but what does it actually mean to love and serve the city? And all of these values, which I know I've, I've sat there in this place you are at the moment and you're, oh yeah, I remember that one. Oh yeah, 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 remember that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I think vision leaks. It needs to be constantly reminded. But the energy for that vision, like in photosynthesis, it's light. Uh, the vision, or the, the energy for vision is, is God's love and God's spirit. And that's really what we're trying to press into at the moment and looking at this Isaiah passage. But all of this context of, of, of actually these values and this vision I've really been asking myself, into what framework does that best fit in today's urban context with people not living side by side like they were in New Testament times, but living dispersed across a geographic area? I think one of the best definitions is, is this. And if I, before we come to it, if I was to ask you a question, um, what is the most common explanation for the definition of church? in the New Testament, it's, it's, there's words like company, there's words like body, there's words like congregation, there's words like flock, and myself and Mark Bubire were talking about the Greek um, while watching Scotland lose to, to France yesterday, like words like ecclesia, koinonia, basileia, shows how sad our conversation was. <laughs> uh, 
No, we, we're, we love that, don't we, Mark? Um, so these words in the Bible are like of, of company, body, congregation, flock. But the most common word is brothers and sisters. The most common word in the New Testament is family. And I think that word works well for a number of reasons, which I'll talk about very briefly before we hear from uh, others bearing testimony what God is doing. But that works very well in a context where we're dispersed because my physical family are dispersed across the city. Some are even not too far from here. But I have a connection to them. I have a love for them which goes beyond um, a sense of even people I might know from my workplace or other, other aspects of my life. But this idea of family, it's rooted together across geography. But I think this idea of church as family, there's other some more important aspects which are vital for us. Because you've heard us deliberately use this phrase, family, 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 over the last few days. And I've been using it from the front. But if you actually make the shift in your mind to say, actually, this is my family. The Bible is filled even with stories of Jesus, his own blood and flesh and blood come to him at the house where, where Mark was. And his family come looking for him. And he actually says, you're not my family. My family are the ones who do the will of God, the brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, that certainly endeared himself to his brothers and sisters, I'd say. But there's actually a new ethic, a new um, framework into which we exist when we see ourselves as family. And you actually are part of the family of Holy Trinity. You actually have been rooted and, and, and grafted into that. And when you look around the room and see that in a different, see the people in a different way, it actually leads to responsibility. It means there's a, a different sort of almost energy to that. But if we think of church as family, I think there's so many aspects we can talk about what that looks like. I, I come from a, a biggish family myself, but there's a few things which really, really, really are important practically for what it means to be a church like a family. The first is that it would be a place of healing. One of the things I found in my pastoral ministry more than anything is that healing of mind, body, and soul is the most important aspect that people need to constantly be reminded of what it means to be a child of God, experiencing healing. When we think of the word healing, we think of physical healing all the time. But in the Bible, there's a spiritual healing that happens. And this quote, I think, Church is not an organization you join. It is a family where you belong, a home where you are loved, and a hospital where you find healing. Do you actually feel that or sense that or believe in that and work through that in our own context? But that's a place where the Bible talks about where brothers and sisters receive healing uh, together. And that's why we want to increase some more prayer ministry over the next season in our community on Sundays, but throughout the week, and we're starting a prayer course during Lent to help with that. The second is this place of unity. A place that is diverse and unified, but as Dillis spoke about yesterday, I have, a, I have to be really honest, okay? If this is not just to be a mathematical equation of going through a list, I haven't Honestly, folks, I have a concern, and I need to articulate it. And the concern is that church is becoming more and more like network. Not, not just in Holy Trinity, God is doing something in our midst. But 
the problem is that, and, and Dilla shared this quote, I didn't know she was going to put it up yesterday, stole my thunder, which is great. Um, the problem with a loose network is that as soon as there is conflict, people withdraw to their private concerns. There's no interpersonal conflict in your life, no elements of your character that are being confronted about. You're networking. You are not in close community. And so I'm, I'm, I'm actually putting it out there to, to us. Do we honestly see ourselves as a family or a network? Do you ask yourself the question I have for years, I was brought up in a, an Irish church context. I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm going to a building on Sunday. I'm gonna go to a service on Sunday. I'm going to mass on Sunday. I'm not going to Mass on Sunday, whatever it was. But the Bible speaks about family. And I think in the, the, the thing in my mind, folks, which I'm trying to work through is, in a world where there's so much going on, and so much busyness, and so much pressure, and so much aspects which pull on our attention, which poor Egotuma talks about, draw us away from the true, the true intimacy of love in family, he speaks about. If we actually uh, miss out on this idea of church's family, we're actually missing out on a fundamental aspect of what it means to be a Christian today. And so that's, that is actually a really important question for us as community. What does it mean to make sure we don't just become a network? And we don't just grow numerically, and we don't just multiply another service, we don't just plant out another church. What does it mean for actually us to be family, a place of healing? And from that, those things, please God, will happen. And unity is so important in that. There are people here that are so different to me. Thank God. <laughs> there are people that express themselves and worship so much differently to me. I am a hands in the air I am going for it, and that's just the way that I am made, and I love it, and more and more I'm going into it, but for some people, they can feel excluded because they sit, and they reflect. As long as you're not on Facebook, that's fine, but it's about finding a place where you can be the most fully alive that God has called you to be, and for me, that's just pressing in and pushing in, and for you, it will be different, and so unity is not just a loose affiliation of just, yeah, 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 I like you, don't really like you, kind of gravitate to you. Brothers and sisters, you're actually linked to them through the Spirit of God. And so the context is actually you are related to each other in this context. That might be really fearful. I can't believe I'm related to that. John Brennan's going, I'm definitely not related to you, Rob. There's actually no way. You're my brother, John, and you love me. But there's this, I think, something we have to mine in this next season about what it means to be brothers and sisters in Christ when we are different but yet unified. The Bible, look at John. He sat on an island giving prophetic utterances. I still don't understand a lot of them. Take Paul. He has a theological framework that's very dogmatic and practical, but they were brothers and sisters in Christ, and they worked together for the same purpose. And so this aspect of healing, of unity, is so important. If it's just a network, unity doesn't really matter because you just gravitate towards the networks you want and the people you like <laughs> and the people that are like you. But the kingdom of God, a family, 
that's when the person who's different to me, I have to learn from them. And I have to love them. And in the midst of that, you know what there'll be? Conflict. Drive you mad. Hello? No, I'm back on. Okay. It'll drive you mad. Thank you for the timing there. No, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Oh, is it okay? Okay. Okay, how's that? So it'll drive you mad. <laughs> and I just think there's just an important aspect of that uh, where we actually have a sense of what this means to be family. And just a couple of other ones which we're going to come to a time of, of testimony. Joy and peace. A family is a place of joy and peace. It says in our scripture that we're looking at at the moment in Isaiah 55, it says, you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord a memorial for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. For you shall go out in joy. How are you going out from this place today? Folks, joy is very different to happiness. I just want to say something without getting emotional or using my own story, but I have never been more joyful over the last season since my brother died. And I, I actually cannot understand it because I miss him like my arm is missing. I miss him like I wake up in the morning. Alana will know that there's a piece of me that isn't here. And I actually grieve that deeply. I don't want to get into that, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. And joy is different to happiness because it says in Philippians, for the joy set before him, being Jesus, he endured the cross. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy is like the fruit which grows over time. And it means no matter what is going on, number one, your family will always accept you and family in Christ will always love you. But you have this inner sense of the second thing, peace. And that's a currency of the kingdom of God. Joy and peace. It's not something you can earn. It's not something you can buy. It's not something that you can manufacture. It's a fruit of the spirit. And Isaiah is very intentional, is that you shall go out in joy. Not you shall go out in happiness or you shall go out in hope. You shall go out in joy. And a family, a church family, should be a place of joy. And so over this season, we've been trying to uh, encourage stories of joy. And joy isn't always, yes, I got that house that I wanted to, or I've got that job that I wanted to. It's like, I'm broken, I'm lost. I don't know what's going on in my life, but I feel joy, and you can too. And that's a brother talking to a sister about, I feel your pain, I feel, your, I feel whatever it is for you, for you shall go out in joy, and you shall come back in peace. And our main aspect of our Sunday service recently is sending people out in joy, 
sending them out into the workplace, into the airports, into the schools, into the businesses, into wherever God has planted you in joy as a brother and sister in Christ and coming back in peace. Hey, you wouldn't, hear, you wouldn't imagine what my week was like. It was really bad at my boss, but, but yet uh, I felt this joy. Or you wouldn't believe I talked to this person about faith. Or you won't believe that whatever the story is, there's a sense of returning in peace. And I think that's a really important aspect of family. I love talking to my brothers and sisters about stories like that. I also argue like mad with my brothers and sisters about stories like that. But that's church's family. And then lastly, before we we hear some testimonies, and probably the one of the most important at the moment is transformation. The, let's take my time here, doing okay. The kingdom of God and the context of church's family has to be a place of transformation. The, the Christian faith is not just static. There's always movement. And Victor Menkel, book that's really good, The Meaning of Life, he said, life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forwards and he talks a lot about the importance of transformation and he says every transformation happens with an external power source changing that and for us that's love and the spirit of God but Isaiah says this instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle what he's saying here is that thorns and briars were un unproductive. They, they didn't serve any purpose in an agrarian society, an agricultural society. But through the joy of the Lord and through the peace of being brothers and sisters in Christ and the work of his spirit, there is transformation. So we move from thorns, we move to cypress trees. We move from briars and the, the, that feeling of like a briar or a cotton, a briar, that sense of it grates against us where we feel uncomfortable. We move to a myrtle, again, a plant which was productive. And the family of God should be a place of transformation. And let's remind ourselves of the scripture that God gave us about how we are called to be a cypress tree how God is calling us to be a cypress tree. Ezekiel 17, for those who don't know, is a really important passage to us as a church which started this community. And I'm going to finish with this before we, we hear from some people and break bread together. This is what the Lord says. I myself am taking a sprig. This is Ezekiel 17, 22. I will set it out. I will take it from the lofty top of a cedar. I will break off a tender one from the topmost of the young twigs. I myself will plant this cypress on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel I will plant it in order that it may produce boughs and bear fruit and become this noble tree. Under it every kind of bird will live. In the shade of the branches will nest different types of creatures of every kind, from Ireland, from Venezuela, from America, from down the country. It will be a place of diversity, will be a place of unity. All the trees of the field should know that I, the Lord, am going to do this to this tree. I will dry up the green tree, but I will make this tree flourish. It will be a place of flourishing. And so transformation is so important, and that's something really important for us 
as a community is that we hear about this transformation and we actually press into this transformation. And over this weekend, we've been trying to encourage everyone in Isaiah 55 to try and dig deep to mine this passage to actually to see what God is saying in it as we have been transformed. And that's definitely been happening. I've heard stories all over the place. But we wanted to hear from the youth about what you guys have been doing and any testimonies on that in that transformation. So Olive, is Olive here? Can we have Olive a shout out there? That's the worst clap I've ever heard. That's that, that, that's up there with the actions. Can I get a what? what? I didn't think that would happen. Praise Jesus. Um, um, so the youth were also we were doing the uh, same text Isaiah fifty five and. The first part of it, we really focused on the invitation and how important the invitation is, um, but also how freely given it is to each and every one of us. And then we also spoke about the importance of the word and understanding who's that word coming from and knowing to hear from God and the relationship between the farmer and you know the rain. Um, so I'm gonna invite Joe Broderick. Not to put you on the spot, Joe. Up? <laughs> How's it going? I'm great. I think the people want more. <laughs> um, Joe, so not to put you on the spot, but how was this weekend for you? <laughs> so the weekend uh, was great. I um, went to the pool, went to the uh, lunch. <laughs> Overall, it was just a great, fun faith and friends weekend. Uh, yeah. And uh, what did you get from the youth studies? So uh, Dave g gave a great talk. So did Olive, but I'm going to focus on Dave's. Um, <laughs> um, so gave a talk about the importance of, a bi of the Bible. And like, the Bible was always just, it was there, but I, didn't, I read it a tiny bit, like, but I didn't really like. And uh, Dave just gave a great talk on why we should uh, use it and the importance of it. Do you feel blessed? Heck yeah. Thank you. You're all thinking, wow, that wasn't much of a test to me, was it? But actually, <laughs> I can see people saying it. But there's actually something really important, and I, I say this because I've been to some communities where testimony has to be the, the massive thing. It's the small, honestly, to have Joe come up and to talk like that in front of a crowd of people about what is good. We celebrate that as family, and we actually do, and we want to encourage more of that. So as we think of church as family, we think of joy, we think of peace, we think of transformation, we think of healing, and they're really important aspects of what it means to be family, church as family. We're going to finish our time with breaking bread together, and 
we just want a different group to lead us in our worship just before that. We've had a great contingent of Venezuelans. And uh, they've been very patient um, because they can't understand totally all the English, um, but they've been very patient in listening. And there's some fantastic stories here of your brothers and sisters from Venezuela, very hard stories actually. And on March the 10th, these guys will be taking the service. So we have a chance to actually hear properly about what's going on in Venezuela because a lot of these people have been separated from their families and it's a very difficult situation. But we love you and we would ask you before we close out our time and as we um, break bread together before we go out in joy as family, we'd love you to come forward and lead us in uh, a couple of songs before we break bread and finish. So will you do that? Thank you, Rob. CDs available at the back. <laughs> so we remain standing and we close our time out um, together as family. And we go out in joy. And our prayer is that we will come back in peace when we see each other again. Our prayer has been this is a place of healing, a place of transformation, a place of unity as family.